The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. That I don't think the combine matters. The tape says it all. Uh, yeah, the, uh, you're right. It's like, what more were you looking to see? Exactly right. You know, f- off combine <laughs> and let's move on with life. Yo, 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 yo. What's up? It's Chris Sims. Chris Sims Button, And Ahmed Farid is not here today. Okay, so shed your tears now and get him out of the way because Connor Rogers is here today. Right, What's up, buddy? How you doing? I'm good. We man. got a good one going on today. And of course, don't believe everything you hear there. I am a believer in the combine. Yes. There's <laughs> a lot clearly. of positive yes. in the combine, you know, but it's not the end all be all. And of course, we do have some guys in this this draft class, as always, where combine open your eyes up to some of it. And then some of it you go, damn, he's nothing like the combine yep. numbers and he's not nearly that explosive so it's a little all over the map that way but uh either way we got a good one today o-line the big boys the big boys the big the space eaters we got some people you know tackles guards interior uh we're gonna hit it all there connor's got his list i got my yep. list we'll break it down and uh we go from there but from there, I hand the keys to you to let you host this wonderful show, Mr. Rogers. I mean, I think people would come from my head if I didn't start off the pod. Oh, oh yes. Revisiting yes. The, oh. the hurricane you created on oh, the top the of hurricane. the week. It feels like people have been waiting for it. Like, you were kind of chill on the quarterbacks. I don't think any, anything was shocking there with the quarterbacks. Well, corner. yeah, the Hendon Hooker thing, I yeah. feel like. And, and, and now he's probably going in the first round. Well, I mean, so. it's, yeah, it, it does. It's like, all right. Yep, yep. So, that one. But you're right. This may be the first, um, like, I don't oh. know, O or negative shockwave as far as if you're me concerned and what sure. you see on social media and all that. I get that. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm, I guess I'm kind of good for that every year. I I'm, I'm usually have one or two that I just see a little differently maybe than the rest or the public or whoever else. And I think it's, it's funny to me, Chris, like this time of year, everybody reacts like, how could you think that? And then if you really did this exercise three years later, yeah. every single year and looked back, I mean, there's top five picks that just don't work there's out. Guys like ev- this all year, every, every single year. year. I got shit on like this. Top guys. Oh yeah, yes. I got shit on. The, we were talking before the pod, just a little, right? Now, I, I got shit on three years ago for Jeff Akuda. How that's slam dunk. He's the best corner yep. there is. He was number three on my rankings. How could that be? How? I mean that Trey Lance was my sixth quarterback. How's that look? Justin Fields. 
There's a reason they were talking about trading them this year. But people were telling me I was stupid to have Mac Jones or anybody in sure. front of them. There's always that, right? And, again, there's some that I'm – certainly other ones where I've been wrong and high on guys that didn't work out. I get it. Uh, but it always seems to be the top ones that are the trigger, the triggers, yes. right, where – yeah, this has been fed to the people, and it's like this was a staple at the top of the draft, and maybe he still is. I'm not saying I'm right here. I don't know, but I certainly don't see it, and we can start the conversation there, Connor Rogers. I think that's it, is that, you know, when you look, and here's Sims's top five edge pass rushers, and the one that we're talking about is Will Anderson being at number five and being in his own tier there at tier three. Um, now, here's the thing. I think it's part of it is people are told, for two years how great a player is there's no denying he was a great college football player sure and there also is part of it man when you dive into this edge class you go this is a good group right there's a lot of first rounders here right there's a lot of guys that are freaks definitely there's guys in the second round that i went and i said it on the monday podcast i said there's some guys in the second round as pure pass rushers that i like their potential better than will anderson now again i don't know if i'm right but that's just the way i felt and you know me i mean i do my work i'm studying absolutely um but yeah it's uh go go ahead i didn't mean to cut no no you're good it's just it's funny to me and also there's a thought like i released my first mock draft for nbc this week since i've been here and at number three, and I didn't do trades. Yeah. I think Arizona wants to trade that pick. We'll see if they could do it. Yeah, right. If they get stuck there, that defense just needs everything. Yeah. I had them taking Tyree Wilson. Yeah. I did. And and I've heard this since before the combine that his length and his power, the way it should translate, there are teams that have him as the top defensive player on the board. So I it when these things don't get out early, yeah. people are shocked by them. Right. But this is a situation for the draft. Like Will Anderson's not guaranteed to be the first non quarterback drafted. And I, I love be, him. But he's not guaranteed to be the first non quarterback. I, I will kiss my own ass if yeah. he's the first non quarterback drafted. Yeah. That's how strongly I feel about it. And that's where so wait. That that's I well even <laughs> Pete's saying it's not possible. I have seen there are some flexible people yeah, out there that can kiss who. their own their own yeah, ass. Yeah. All right, I think they can, but uh, yeah, it's very rare. And some I, of these edge rushers might with be lower able to. back with my yeah. lower back issues. I definitely can't just trying to touch my toes every now and then. But all right, so like you have your mock draft, you got them taking Tyree Wilson number three, right? Why? Well, if Will Anderson sold the number one pick for everybody then why isn't he going at that same position at number three to the Arizona Cardinals? I'm not trying to be a jerk. No, I'm no, just, no. I get I'm it. I'm questioning everybody I think it's out fair. there. You know what I, I mean? I, I think for teams, they are just obsessed with length. Yeah. They, and it's not like just, this is random. They have a threshold of what translates. And right. we're going to have this conversation today. There yeah. are a lot of teams that will not play a college offensive tackle sure. at NFL offensive tackle if yeah. his arms are shorter than 33 inches. Yeah, sure. It's just not – Right. And people will go, oh, well, how do you know? And look at Rashawn Slater. Well, how about Jonah Williams? Yeah. Right? Like, there's a lot of examples of it not working exactly out. Exactly right. There's so, more. Yeah. The, 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 there's a reason there's a science there. It's yes. usually there's a science because they have a hundred examples of, wait, when it's over 33, it's good. And there's only, like... Uh, two or three every now and then that are under 33 yep. that are good. So that's why they go. You're with these. playing the numbers yeah. with thresholds. Definitely and are. I think with edge pass rush, it comes to mind. Now, there, Micah Parsons is a guy, shorter arm. Sure. He's a total freak show. The outliers right. are freak shows. Right. So I think with Tyree Wilson, it's that obsession with size, strength, length. 
a little bit of some coaches look at it like this. They yeah. go, well, he doesn't really know what he's doing, right? He's just running 100 miles an hour. It's still working. Exactly. Imagine if we I actually coached him. Uh, like, see, that's what I think's a po- I think that's a yes, positive. And that's a big O-line thing we're going to talk about today. Definitely the is technique too. in this class is, is all over the fucking oh place. Oh, my God. Just <laughs> hands going everywhere. I know. I know. So, but got we'll, people we'll, karaoke-ing doing yeah, pass rush, exactly. uh, pass blocking. So we'll stay with the edge group here. I really think that's what it is, Chris. And that might not be for everybody. Some teams will like the floor right. of a Will Anderson. Sure. Some teams will I like the ceiling. I love the floor. Sure. I don't love the ceiling. Yeah. And he's safe. He is safe. He'll be a good NFL player. He, exactly. And you still think he's a first rounder. I just want to yes. clarify. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. See, that's why I, I, that's yeah. why I hate this. You didn't this. call him an undrafted free agent. No. <laughs> that's why I hate this whole thing, too, because I tried to make it clear. And even with Morgan, who's sitting here and does so such a great job with our social media, she was trying to clip out stuff yesterday. And even with her, we were like, make it clear that I, I do like yeah. the guy. He's a first round pick. You know, but it just the negativity takes over or the backlash from how dare you not have him where we all thought he should be. All right. So, again, to your point there, too, you even said another thing that jumped out to me, the outlier part of it. Right. See, there's not the outlier part of it with him either too, to, to justify the physical freak to then overcome some of the things that you talked about that are questions. And that's what I question. You know, again, it, it's a good football player. I don't want that to be taken to a, you know, or discredited. Sure. But I don't see elite level length to start off. Yep. Elite level, you know, get off the ball. Right. And the I, numbers back you up. I mean, 73rd percentile, 10 yard. Right. Like the top guys, even like Jermaine Johnson last year, they're in like the 90s. Th- in yes. The percentile. That, that, so, that's, and, and if yep. you're not, so then if you're not that, then you better have something else that's yep. really freaky to go along with it. Right. Like I've seen people say, well, Khalil Mack had a 1 6 10, right? And I want to go, yeah, but Khalil Mack was throwing people around with one arm yep. like they were toys. And you were like, well, okay, he's not the fastest in the world, but holy shit, he's so strong, it's unbelievable. So that kind of makes up for it, right? So that's where I question it too. You know, not that you have to be the fastest, but you have to have something else to bring to the table You there. want a calling card. And then he, yeah. I want a calling card. Yeah. That's a great I, way to put it. That, he's got a lot of good, but yep. there's no calling card. Yep. And to me, that does not say top 10 we'll see i understand i'm in the minority and again i just want to make this clear too and anybody that listens to the podcast always knows i say this i'm, I'm rooting for the kid i hope he proves me wrong oh great dude. i met the great kid dude. he is yes. awesome it's the worst part about my job is i gotta meet a kid like that i love meeting him i talked to so highly about his personality and then i gotta kind of be you know the hater or i get portrayed as the hater of him and i don't like that but that's just the way the business is right now so we had a good question from yeah. joey match 13 yeah. he said do you have a favorite team that you rooted for as a kid that you want will anderson to drop to <laughs> uh, uh let's see a favorite team that i rooted for as a kid well my favorite team is the giants and i rooted for them as a lot as a kid right and i would love for him to <laughs> yes, fall to that 25 the is pretty good value that would be awesome yes and i'm again I'm not going to lie here, Joey Match 13. I mean, I wrote 20 to 32 okay. when I watched him down. That, that's what I wrote. And, again, I understand that I'm probably in the minority of that. Uh, this will be here, – here's the other part that I, I do find interesting, right? You know, I, you know I have my friends in the NFL and all that, and I like to have conversations after the fact a little bit when I watch the guys and then I get on a phone with a few of them yeah. and talk about it. Right. Yeah. Did you see what I see or just right. kind of poke right. thoughts? Yeah, exactly. Right. And, uh, you know, like I was low on Kayvon Thibodeau last year. 
And I had people that agreed with me, but I also had with some of those people, they'd go, yeah, but there's people in our building that really like them, right? You know, what I told Pete, demolitolitolitolitis, is that, like, so far, you know, the ones I have talked to or even have reached out to me have given me the inkling that the building is underwhelmed by Will Anderson. And, again, I don't know if that's right, and that doesn't mean it's everybody, right? I mean – it's it's everybody's got their own flavor or what they're looking for or whatever else there so that's where i found it interesting you know last year i knew there was a chance i was like oh man somebody might like came on thibodeau it's kind of split some some part of the leagues here you know this one i don't know i mean again this is the first time i had these conversations and text with some people but i got a different feel than i got last year from thibodeau i got a little bit more of like oh yeah we're we weren't as thrilled as we thought we were going to be when we watched them either. So we'll see where that goes. And again, that's not a whole league wide thing. It's just a group of people that I talk to, you know, from a mishmash of different teams. So another one from Jordan T. Silvera. He said, Chris, this reeks of you watching 22 film exclusively and disregarding the 2021 film. The difference is stellar compared to very good. I mean, I I hear that like, and I'm not going to tell you and lie that I went deep dive 21. I did not. When I went to 21, I kind of just watched like a POA tape. Yeah, sure. All right. So I saw, you know, the goods and the negatives and all that. When I went to 22, you know, this is my big thing this year is I'm only watching games. I'm done like, I'm done like, oh, I'm going to just watch, you know, sacks or pass rushes. Right. I'm just watching that. And listen, you know, I, I, I like, I'm not big into, oh, I want to look at the film two years ago. I'm not into that. I'm not. You know, I want to look at the most recent evidence. This is the most recent of what the guy is. And so what are you telling me there, Jordan, to, to Silveria, that he got worse in a year? Well, that doesn't make me feel better. Let me draft the guy who got worse last year as the number one pick in the draft. Like, right? This is, again, some people have to hear what they're saying a little with this. I don't mean to get emotional, but I hear people talk sometimes and say things, and I go, what you just said doesn't sound like a number one pick. Oh, he's not the most explosive around the edge. We've seen a lot more explosive. And that's where I just want to go, well, okay. So but, but I know. I don't know. It's a, it's a great conversation. Well, I think where his point yeah. works, and it doesn't for this yeah. specific, is right. if a guy was hurt in his final exactly. year. Exactly, sure. Like a Cedric Tillman at wide receiver, a guy okay, that yes. you know, came back early from surgery. Gotcha. Will Anderson, I mean, you know, he played the whole year. Maybe I, there is stuff we don't know yeah, there. maybe. I haven't heard that. And, the, and, the balance of going yeah. back to film is injury-related. And right. then you have to double-check with whoever you want to talk to, teams that know medical information. Is he clear from that injury from right. the last year, or is this a problem going forward? And, again, I don't do that. That's not sure. what I do. Yep. I go on film. You Watch know, the tape. And I go, see, that's, that's all yeah, I can do. I can't, I can't. You know, one, I don't know. Some teams aren't going to tell you. Some teams might go, oh, no, it's perfect bill of health. Another team will go, ooh, we have it. We had him down as a little shoulder issue. Oh, yeah. So, you know, I'll take that into account as we continue to talk about this guy and have that conversation if it comes up, certainly. But then again, too, you know, with guys like inju- with injuries, you can see it, too. Like even with Cedric Tillman, you could see parts of him like, oh, he's not as quite comfortable cutting off his foot or doing things like that. You know, there's nothing there that gave me an inkling to go – he wasn't healthy going through something or he's yeah. laboring yep. or something there. So, you know, again, we'll see. But a good football player, definitely. I just did not – I was a little shocked or lack of shock 
that I was gonna I was expecting to see, you know, more of a physical freak than I did in, with Will Anderson. I think this conversation and, and I love Will Anderson, yeah. but I think this conversation kinda highlights how important it is for Arizona to maybe get out of this pick. Mm, I, I don't know if this sure. is a draft where especially what's happened with Jalen Carter, right. that you need to be the first team in line for the best non-quarterback. Yeah, I hear you. Especially when you need everything. Right. No, Arizona, I know. They need everything. Yeah, I get you. They so, got a lot, a lot of holes. There's definitely, there's definitely that. But if they're stuck there, I can say without equivocation, which I'm not even sure if I use that word right or even really know the meaning, but it sounded like it was the proper way to use it. it. I'm Run going with it. with it. Okay. If I am stuck at three, I'm, I'm going Tyree Wilson if I'm them. I am. I had you a know, laugh. Maybe it would have been Jalen Carter. I know there's yeah. some off-the-field stuff there, too. And I haven't fully studied Jalen Carter yet. That starts today, sure. actually, for me. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I am a little bit, I'm, you know, I guess maybe higher on Tyree Wilson than the draft community. I look at it and go, I see, like, if these quarterbacks weren't there, I see a guy that could be a number one pick of the draft and, like, kind of a no-brainer. Um, so we'll see where that goes. But I, your point with the Cardinals trading down I think is very real, and it's the sense I get too, Connor. I had a laugh yesterday. I saw a certain sports book in the morning had yeah. Tyree Wilson, first defensive player selected, plus 750, like a Hail Mary long shot. Right. Before I went to bed, I checked. It moved to plus 500. Oh. That might have been a The Sims effect? I, I really do believe it was the Sims effect because that is a massive movement in the 12-hour span. Thank you. Thank it's you. absolutely ridiculous. Let's get to what the people have been waiting for okay. today, and that's, of course, the O-line rankings. Oh. And as we like to do, yep. before we even touch on any of the rankings, we talk about a little bit of scouting, behind the curtain, what you look for, sure. what matters. This is such an interesting group, Chris, because and it's one that's taken me the longest to really get down yeah, because yeah. tackle, guard play, and center play are just totally different. Definitely. You're projecting some guys from smaller programs that they had to play tackle because they're the best athlete exactly in their room. Right. But there's they're, no way they can do that just in the no NFL. Way. Right. There's right. just so many right. different things to break down here. So yeah. when you start with offensive line prospects, really how does your checklist go? Yeah, I think, you know, the the first thing, and, and you know, I guess specifically to tackles, and we're going to get in that conversation, you know, them I would go more of length, anchor, and feet yep. are the most important things to me, right? And probably length, and probably in that order, honestly. Okay. Right? Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe anchor, then length. Those are the top two things. Feet is third for me, right? I will say, with feet, I have learned from the days of, you know, the Cedric O'Bwayhees and the super athletic tackles that became popular for a while. And then we got in the Jermaine Effetti's, yeah, and everybody yeah, yeah. was like a little bit like, oh, wait. There's some problems with these guys in the NFL, right? To where I have, I am now go, eh, feet, it's, hey, we'd like it, but. Might not be number one. It's not number one. Yeah. Orlando Brown Jr., oh, man. Ronnie Stanley, those bigger guys yep. like that, they're not the quickest feet in the world. They have good feet, but then they have all the other stuff that's stellar. And then maybe to ma- make up for that lack of the quickest feet in the world, they have the length that, oh, wait, I just push you by now. Even though I, my feet weren't in the great position, I'm so big and long that it looked like you were going to turn the corner, but I pushed you by the quarterback, and now you're gone and out of the play. And so that's where I probably adjusted my, my thought a little bit in, in that department. So that's tackle. That's tackle. Now, now guard's a different beast. Guard's a different beast. Guard, I want I want stout. I want Big ass. I want big ass. <laughs> yep. I want straight-ahead explosion. I want more... 
you know, ability to block in space, yeah. get to the second level, pulling guards. And I want to be able to see um, what I would say the hips rolling through. Absolutely. Right? You, when you see the drill for everybody out there, right, uh, you see linemen sometimes, they're on their knees, and then they punch and put their hips through and, and get into that, you know, whatever, 45-degree angle that their body gets in. It's very important. You look at the good guards in football, they can be in that three-down position, they hit you, and they can extend their body into a spot of, like, you're pushing a sled or something like that. Instead, they're pushing humans, and that usually lends itself. So that's more of what I'm looking for there is uh, that kind of guy. You know, anchor's not quite as important because you got people around you and you're protected. You're not always in a single spot that way. Yeah, you're not playing on an island. Exactly what right. They like to exactly say. right. Yep. Yeah. So I, I think that's probably more of what uh, you know, the difference is there in, in garden tackle. And, and the guys the guards go up against just don't have that runway to convert speed to power. Exactly right. So they're not playing a wide nine no. or out on a seven. So no. the alignments is what we're talking about. Yeah. That matters so much. Right. And, and like you said, unlocking your hips is a huge part of it. Huge and part. It's, huge it's, part. Uh, I feel like it's one of, and correct me if I'm wrong, it, you either got it or you don't. It's very hard to get to the next level and go, oh, he's now playing with more bend and unlocking his hips. Definitely. Not playing over his toes, right. not ducking his head. That aspect of it is, is, is not he, often developed no, too well. No, you're exactly right. Those are things that are just like part of the natural human athlete. And we got a, um, a tackle that we're going to talk about here in the top five who I hate his hips. Like I have sure. issues about his hips. But he's big and he's got good feet. And he's got a pretty good anchor, so and he's a tackle, and there's not many humans on earth like him. So I'm okay. gonna, he's still willing to be a, a franchise left tackle, even though yeah, I don't love his ability to block people in space or move side to side or dig people out in the running game or anything like that. But yeah, there's a there's a difference there, and the tackle has to see different types of animals come sure. off the edge. That, and I, I'm saying that with the most respectful way. Where, yeah, you one week it's Micah Parsons, and holy shit, he's so fast. And then the next week, you know, it, it's, wait, they're playing Chris Jones at DN today. Yeah. Or they're playing yeah. DeForest Buckner at DN, and it's a 295-pound guy that it's not about speed, and he's just going to try to overpower you Or Khalil Max Longarm. Or Khalil right Max Longarm, right. Yeah. So you have to have a little more versatility in who you can block at tackle and guard, for the most part, other than some third downs, yeah, you're going to see a big guy who can get off the ball and then is going to try to overpower you. And can you be big big and stout and hold your ground like right away with that instant contact against a big body? That's the differences there. What about center? Because yeah. center fascinates me because yeah. a lot of these guards at some point have played center in college yes. or they get to an all-star event and, and uh, staffs work them out, snapping the ball right. in center. Right. What makes that transition to center and, and what do you really need as a center? I think center, you know, still a lot of the guard quality I think the center and the best centers are like the twitchiest O lineman on the the, yep. the the group. The most athletic guys, really. I mean, Kelsey. Ke- exactly. Yeah. Creed Humphrey. Creed Humphrey, my goodness. You can put yeah. your, they can put their bodies in awkward positions. And then, again, just think about when I say quick or twitchy or whatever. They have to snap a ball and then block some freaky guy who's – incredibly explosive and big like I always joke I've told this story here before you maybe have heard me say it before I used to be like in practice and like underneath John Wade my hand in his swamp ass right and going is he really gonna be able to snap the ball and block Warren Sapp here at the same time like is he really gonna be able to do this 
Because it just looks like Warren's about to fuck yeah. him up. And he has and no time. It's going to fuck this yeah. play up, and I'm going to break my hand trying to get the snap. <laughs> and all these issues, I would think that all the time. But that's those guys. They are incredibly strong in those awkward positions. Their hips, like you're talking about, the bend, all those things. Centers are usually extremely natural in those positions and, and very twitchy compared to the rest of the O-line. And I think the balance it requires to play yeah. center with how much you're asked to climb and pull these exactly. days is insanity. Exactly. I mean, you can't just lunge to DB and he's going to go out of the way. Like no You really way. need to have that balance at the next level. And you're so. getting attacked on the side yeah. and you're trying, you know. Your reach blocks. Exactly. Yep. Just, there is more. The balance is definitely a thing. And like you're talking about too, yeah. You know, snapping a ball. Oh, let me double the defensive tackle with the guard. And now, oh, he knocked me, but I still got to get up to the second level and cut off the backside linebacker here. And let me do that and whoa I'm a little off kilter but I caught my balance and now I'm back on balance and ready to adjust to this guy in the space so yeah it's probably a more high level all around athlete you want to have at center are they often the smartest guy on the offensive line almost always probably by a good margin I would think almost right? always yeah and, and usually you know the quickest witted okay and also usually like one of the smaller guys but like the chippy. feistiest. Yeah, yeah they're, they're chippiest. They're Without chippy. a doubt. Right. Even Some like, of these guys really do. No doubt. No doubt. <laughs> I can't then, wait yeah, to get to it. They're like the guy where like the big left tackle, even though he can kick the shit out of everybody on the yeah. team, he kind of like doesn't want to mess with the center because he's like, damn, he's my leader. He's an alpha. And I don't know. He, it might be bad for me to fight him because he actually might win. I'm not sure if I want to mess with that guy. Yeah, like the Ryan yeah. Jensen's of the exactly. world. Exactly. After every snap, he's just going. They enjoy yes. ripping your head off yeah. and being that guy. They're the attitude setters a lot of the time for the rest of the offensive line. They really are. They are the ones that are, hey, let's get in here and watch film, guys. Hey, we got to, you know, we played like fucking shit last week. Yep. We got to be better this week. That's usually the center who does that. Around any corner, within every battle, and with the dawn of each new day, the threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable, and the unrelenting lies in wait. But Marines will always be there. They are the constant in the chaos. No matter the battlefield, Marines adapt to win, defeating every shifting threat, protecting our nation's future. The few, the proud, the Marines. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. So before we get into this class, yeah. let's take a brief look at last year's offensive line class. Obviously, a lot of first-round picks drafted Holy on cow, the offensive right? line, and early. I mean, yeah. we had three go in the top ten. Um, that was the nine offensive line taken overall in round one. That's the most since 2013. Yeah. And, Chris, I know you watched all of these guys throughout their rookie seasons. 
I mean, a lot of them, not all, but a lot of them made significant progress Definitely. as the year went on. Especially Definitely. like poor Ikki who gets Miles Garrett out of the game. Yeah, right. And then everybody's like, oh, he looks awful. And then he was great the rest of the he season. He really was. Yeah. I mean, to the point where I was coming on TV a little at the end of the year going, man, okay. I wasn't sure if Icky was going to be the guy or not, but he's starting to look like the guy. Yep. Right. Evan Neal, he struggled at first. He came along as the year went along. Went, went, you know, uh, went along. Same with Charles Cross. You know, they're not perfect there, but I think you see a lot of the positives. Zion Johnson, of course, was very good. Penning had the injury. Yep. Tyler Smith was awesome yeah, and especially the guy that was kind of like I wasn't sure if he was going to be a guard or a tackle I really thought he was going to be a guard yep but the Tyron Smith injury I think forced him into the tackle position he did a great job there you know Linderbaum of course what he is uh freaky athletic and showed that he was worthy of that pick and then really the most controversial pick, absolutely right but to me again I tried to stick up for the Patriots at the time he was the next guy on the group you know, I just, it was a weird year that there was eight first round offensive linemen, right? And, you know, I, I know there were some other guys in the running in the second round, but I think if you were looking for the next good guard in the draft, it was Cole Strange, you know, and he does do some good things. He's got to get a little stronger, uh, but man, he's a good athlete and he's made for guard in the NFL. So this year you broke up your rankings, offensive tackle yeah. rankings, yeah. and then interior offensive linemen, which obviously can include both guards and centers as yeah. well as if you don't hear a guy's name in the tackle group, there's a chance he's converting. Definitely. And I did the same thing. There's actually, I feel like, more guys than ever that I just I like, did, he's right? a guard at the Definitely. next level. Exactly right. right. Uh, and you feel great about them yeah. in that spot, yeah. but you just have to be honest and say this is going to be right. a transition yeah. here. So we're going to start with tackle. Cool. And your number one tackle Gets a tier all by himself. I'm giving him but to by himself here. All by himself. Yep. And I think the best part is he has played left tackle in college, yeah. but yeah. his final year in college, he played right tackle. Right. And he's your number one guy. Yes. And that is. Yes. It is Darnell Wright from Tennessee. Right. I'm interested to hear what you have to say about him here, too. You know, but one, I'm, I'm again, anybody that knows me, I'm a little bit of a lover of the big guy at this position. I love, you know, this, this is like, you know, length is not. Super long as compared to what we've seen some tackles and the elite tackles in football have, you know, but the feet are good and they're not greasy good, but it's the power and strength that I'm a believer in. You know, that's what I love. You know, there's two things that I love about Darnell Wright. You're not going to win the power rush against him. Speed to power. Can't get through him. You're not going to get through him. Even when the, one of the last even one of the last lines I wrote about the guy I wrote, even when he loses, he wins, right? And what I mean by that is every now and then somebody will get the edge on him and you'll go, oh, Mo, he's going to let somebody out. And he somehow gets him to the ground or has some quick move that gets him out of trouble or whatever. But I loved his anchor, okay? And then I loved, out of all the tackles, I think he was the best at just overpowering people in the run game and digging people out. Like, and, oh, you're in front yeah. of me. I'm going to fucking dig you out, mano y mano here, and I'm going to move you backwards. So that's where I like Darnell Wright, and that's why he's my number one tackle. So, Sims, what stood out with me for him yeah. is I don't think anybody is more battle-tested because he's got tape against Will Anderson. <laughs> yes, he does. And yeah. he's got tape against Brian Brzee. Right. And I thought he came out on top in both those in battles. In both of them, definitely. In both those battles. Yeah. A couple reps against Brzee where right. he put him in the ground. Dominated and him. Do absolutely yes. dominated him. Uh, I just wrote, I mean, he's a hulking right tackle. I think I do think he's a right tackle at the next level. Yeah. Do you? I don't think he's flipping back to left. Well, I think he could do it. Sure. I don't have an issue either way here with him. You know, And, and again, I think the... 
I'm going a little bit, and I've been in the camp of like left tackle, right tackle. I think we're getting to the point where the only difference is, is it's a blind side for yep. the quarterback. You know, it, it's Von Miller lines up on both sides. It doesn't matter anymore, yeah. right? So uh, I definitely think he can make left tackle. But from, yes, our traditional thoughts of right tackle and what that's supposed to be, yeah, he fits that mold more than your traditional left tackle. I think the most important thing with yeah. him, and we've seen a good trajectory, yeah. he was heavier during the season, right. his weight. He right. got it down for the senior bowl in the 340s. He comes in the combine in the 330s. Yes. That's the right trajectory. This Definitely. is not a guy I think you want, cause, just because endurance reasons. There sure. was a couple games I watched where early on, Killer. just devouring right. people. And I don't think it's lack of care or focus, I think he was just tired yeah. in some games because he's carrying a big body. 350, right. 360 pounds. Sure. So he got that weight down for the draft process. If he goes into training camp with that weight down, I- I'm with you that the ceiling is really, really high. He just has to dial in that conditioning yeah. focus. Yeah, I get that, and I think that'll help too with some of the things that, you know, a little bit better quick uh, quick feet and things like that. That's where the weight will come in, you know, come in handy. But, like, you know, again, like I said – I learned a little bit with the Orlando Brown Jr. I'm missing somebody else. Tristan Wirfs. Sure. Right? He was another one where I was like, I don't know. His feet bother me. I think they're a little too slow for tackle in the NFL. A lot of people thought that. I, people thought he'd play guard. I, I know. Yeah. And I was one of those. But so th- it's, it's him. And I'm missing somebody else in that conversation, too, where I've gone and corrected my thinking to go, it's, just, it's, n- it's not right. The feet are quick enough that nobody is totally a mismatch there. It's not perfect to what you want, but it's the other things that go along with it that save them in that area. And also, you know, those are really important areas as well as far as, yeah, you know, dominating the run game or not getting run over by, you know, a 290-pound defensive end. A a big tackle, and I'm not comparing them at all, but I'm trying to think of who you were going with. A big tackle that comes to mind that doesn't have elite length or maybe elite feet uh, in terms of just testing would be Penny Sewell. Ugh. He'd be another right, guy. Right. So, and it's just, I mean, he's great. It doesn't matter. Yes. Right. He's not, not, probably not as good an athlete yep. as Penny Sewell no. was that way, you know. But, but the build yeah, is kind of the it's same. It's similar. It's yeah. similar. You know, this guy maybe has a little more in the midsection, like you were talking about, and that's Birth. probably the weight he could lose there. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it is similar to that. I, I don't, you know, I don't think he is in the top five conversation. And I think that's what's different about this class overall. You know, where last year we had these guys that were like, oh, these are definite top Blue five, chip. top ten, right? You know, I, I feel like the old line conversation is going to start towards the end of the top ten. If not, you know, past ten, and then we're going to start to see them go off the board. Here's a weird one for you. Yeah. Nine-inch hands. I, it is weird. For, that is the first percentile. And for those at home wondering what that means, that means basically there's nobody playing tackle in the NFL with hands this small. I, I, I don't even know what to make of it. It I'm is not going to lie. Like when I w- looked at all these guys and saw that there was a few, there was a few of these big guys. Not maybe nine, but I was like, "Holy crap!" Like this guy's a big guy, and my hands like would dwarf his. Like it's not even close. So that's where it was a little shocking. I, you know, does it matter? I, I don't know if it does. I can't say that I've really even ever had these conversations with. I would think it has to matter to a degree. I would want somebody with big hands a little bit for the hand fighting and the ability to control people. You know, I would think that helps out. But is it a deal breaker or an end all be all? No, but I I can't say that I have a lot of, uh, you know, experience in that conversation there. All right. So let's get into tier two. Yeah. Um, 
because, you know, Wright, Wright's in a tier of his own, and, and you think he could play left tackle if he needs to. I, like, look at Wright, and I just go, nine to the Bears, I could definitely see happening. That wouldn't shock me. No. And you could argue that Braxton Jones is fine on the left side for them, and yeah. they'll plug Wright right in right on the right, right, right side. tackle. And, and they feel better sense. about that. I didn't that. even really think of that. See, yeah. I'm not in mock draft mode yet, oh, so God, I haven't even sickening. thought of stuff Too like that yet. Well, it starts yeah. next week for me. Yeah. Well, uh, well, you're going to figure this I'm out. jealous you do about so two I weeks I haven't even thought about that. You're right. He did a good job at left tackle last year. So, so maybe that's their plan might of be action. The right spot. Yeah. So tier two, two guys right. in tier two. Right. But tackle number two, definitely in a different mold than Darnell Wright is. Is Broderick Jones from Georgia, who I really like. Ultra athlete. Ultra athlete. I mean, great base. Really, like, has the exact look you want for left tackle. I mean, he's pretty fucking perfect looking. Yeah. No I mean, bad weight is what I wrote down right away. Well, like, yeah, it's exactly just, right. Yeah. I mean, it's it's like broad shoulders. He's got a little waist and then, whoa, what a great pair of legs and ass he's got, you know, as far as an offensive lineman goes that way. You know, this is a guy that, you know, I honestly did write down. I wrote, you know, got a body and a, a power look to him that reminded me of a, a Tristan Wirfs, right? But he do, he's got, I think, may, maybe more length than than uh, worth. So I'm not even sure. It's right around that. that. Okay. It's right around that, that area there, but uh, six, five, three, 11, 34 and three quarters, right? Yep. Does he have more was line? 34 and he was 34. So he had a little bit more that way, you know, and you know, again, he has a great natural anchor. And again, I'm into that. You know, you're, you're going to be blocking TJ Watts of the world. You got to worry about, Hey, Oh no, he's about to go around the edge of me. Oh no. He's smashing his head into my chest now. And I got to make sure he doesn't push me back into my quarterback. You know, so he was just a natural in that department and a natural in that department without really even knowing how to, I think, use his hands and feet the proper way. I, yet. Chris, I completely right? agree. So, he throws wide hands all the time, all the time, nor, or doesn't, doesn't even at times, punch people to stop the momentum right so that would be the other thing I, but to me those are that's a positive I, yep. I don't go like that's an easy thing to He's learn a one year starter yeah it's, so yeah. it's easy to learn that oh wait oh yeah, i have to move my feet and then just do that every now and then okay <laughs> wait i'm a high level athlete i can do that you know he hasn't had to for the most part you know that and that's where you see some of the negative plays because he'll, he'll try to stop people with like the headbutt or like you know, he lets them get into their body, and then all of a sudden he just tries to hit them with their Ducks, head, and yeah. like, I'll stop you that way. Or he just leans on them a little bit. But, you know, between that, um, you know, and, and uh, what was I going to say? You know, the hands, that, right? And even some of the, the footwork as far as bucket step and all that, he's not real great at any of that yet. But all the tools are there, the athleticism's there, you know, the power's there. He's good in space again. You know, he's twitchy and explosive off the ball. And he has an edge when he plays, too. Sure. Again, I'm, I'm big into that, too. I am. I, I, we're not here to play patty kick. You're playing defensive <laughs> linemen in the NFL, and they're assholes. So you better be an asshole back yep. if you want to win some of these battles. And, yeah, I thought Broderick Jones had a little of that in him that I loved. Yeah, he had a rep when I watched him last summer, and he only started four games in 2021. That He blocked somebody into the kicking net on the sidelines. And I was like – that's what you like to see. Yeah, no doubt. So, no doubt. And then he took over at left tackle this year. You and I see eye to eye on him. I have him as tackle number two as well. And that brings me to the next guy, uh, who is my tackle number one. Okay. And for you, it. that is Paris Johnson Jr. Right. from Ohio State. Right. I like who, Paris Johnson yeah. Jr. And, I and think- there are flaws. I'm not, you know, hiding to that. There are things he needs to clean up, but just the look 
of him, it screams franchise tackle. The look, the length. That's it. So Arms the, down to the ground. The length, and then he's got he's got more of the feet you'd like to see yep. than the other two guys. His feet are better than the other two guys. I want to make that clear here. It is. You, and so you're saying it right. You know, to me, it's a little bit of what you're seeing here. And if you're watching on our NBC YouTube page here and watching this, he's a little long and linear, right? It's the power aspect that makes him number three for me. This stuff, though, is greasy. I mean, he moves at a high level. He is a high-level athlete. So that's the, the thing you like about him, all right? And then, you know, he did have a pretty good bucket step in that. You know, uh, his pass pro mechanics, I thought he was a little more advanced than the two guys in front of us, really, in sure. a lot of ways, which is I can see, you know, again, why you'd make him your number one guy. He knows how to punch, to stop and stun the rush. You know, anchor is pretty good, you know, and, and anchor good, too. What I like about him is, like, we talk about the hips again. He's got great hips. You know, that's why he is such a great athlete. Especially for a guy that's almost, you know, six, 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 six and a half. Six, six and a half. Right. 96 percentile arms. Another guy has small hands, very odd, but right. whatever. It's, it's the nine, thing nine and a half, 13th percentile. Chris, my favorite thing about him, yeah. I think, and you could say this about the other two guys for sure, but especially with him, his ability in the zone running game, yeah, okay. it looks like a tight end running. Right. Running. Right. And he, like, it's not always perfect. I think sometimes he, he can lunge. Uh, I think he, he is tall, so he yeah. needs to learn how to get, get under. Lower. But he does not he's get, get lower. He's got to move his legs on contact But more. the mentality is there. Yes. Like, yes. there is a mentality there that I really, really liked. And, and I poked around with an offensive line coach asking, you know, which interviews did you like? Which guy you think will really take to coaching and grow? And he was like, it's Paris Johnson. Everybody yeah. loves him. And he'll be the most bought in of anybody. Yeah, that's good to hear. Yeah. That really is. Because there's things he does need to clean up. So that's what you want to hear. You're, you're right. But, it, again, it's, it's – it's, it's not – it's minor. Sure. And it's nitpicky. You know, I, I, I wrote towards the end of my thing, I started, there's nothing physically or athletically he can't do in the run game. You know, I wish he played with lower pads, but it's not bad. You know, he's tough. He's physical. You know, wish he kept legs driving on contact a little bit more, but not bad in that department either. He's just never the low man. That was the last thing I wrote. You know, that, that, that's really all it comes down to is just that part. But, you know, you see the also the potential, and like we talked about with the guards and the hip roll and all that, I see it there. And I also actually see it in his anchor at times, right? He's not as, you know, as stout or as, you know, heavy in the center of his body as the other two guys. And probably a big reason why I gave them a little bit of more of an inkling over them, uh, over him. But, you know, the one thing I did, did like, I mean, you see a few plays too of like, he's getting pushed back and he can, he can get the hip roll and anchor his body and be in a position to where he can halt it and you can go, wow, look at that athlete hyperextended here and stopping, you know, a good pass rusher from Michigan or whoever else. You know, I found that very impressive, let alone, you know, smart player jumped out very, to me too. Yes. You know, really jumped out to me and where he was never fooled by a stunt or a blitz. He saw what was coming or the adjustment, and uh, I thought that was very impressive by Paris Johnson Jr. as well. I like that you brought up his recovery tools are probably unlike anybody's in the draft because right? the arms are down to the ground and he's got light feet. And like you said, when he unlocks his hips, that's a perfect player in terms of recovery. Yeah. It's all there yes. to absolutely – Here's the thing. You're like you're going to lose the beginning of reps a lot blocking in the NFL. It's what you do in the second phase. Exactly right. That matters so much. You're going to get fooled every yes. now and then and go, oh, wait, I thought Nick Bosa was going to go speed on me here, and he got me, and he pushed me back. 
And at that point, you just want to go, wait, I don't want to let the play be ruined. So can I, you know, a hop, a hop and a half backwards and then stop them to where my quarterback can still shuffle and throw the football? Uh, it's a very big, real part of that, you know, position, uh, Connor. Good point by you. These top three tackles, all top 20 picks to you? Yeah, I think they're right in that range, right? Where it's like, um, I feel like, you know, yeah, it'd be that 9 to 22 range, 9 to 24, right in that area there, I think is kind of where I would see it. Um, Again, I haven't done mock draft totally yet there, but yeah, I think these are guys that are that 10 to 25 range for sure. All right, so we move to Tier 3. Two tackles to round out the top five in Tier 3. Number four for you, Chris. Where are you going with this one? Anton Harrison, right? Oklahoma. Big boy here, right? And uh, Anton Harrison, I mean, he again has a look that you like. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no doubt about that. When you, when you watch him and you go, okay, whoa, I, I get it. This is, a, this is a franchise left tackle. Here, here he is. You know, um, 6'4", 315, 34 and an eighth inch arms, right? You know, uh, the, thing, the, the thing that, you know, thick girth – Good legs like that, long arms, all of that. Um, you know, I wish he had a little bit more of a butt. I will say that. And even looking at his seat, I felt like he was a little knock-kneed. I get into, like, kind of the build of the body to almost paint a picture for my brain, too, so I remember, right? You know, you know again, I like the athlete. I like the ability to anchor. I like the length. I don't love I, – I should say I like the straight-ahead athlete. I don't know if I love the overall athlete. And he ran a great 40. Ran a great 40. Like great sub-five seconds. He can go forward. Every question I had about him – and I don't have any questions really either or two about like, hey, he can handle speed to power. He's going to be able to anchor and do that, right? It's not perfect or as good as the guys we talked about before, right? But, like, he does have a deficiency in hip or getting low. He's never low. In fact, I mean, one of the first things I wrote, I wrote, he barely looks like he can get in the stands at times. Like he can't even get down there in an athletic position. And then I felt like you see that in some of, of course, the run blocking, right? But then also some of that hipness and I thought his ability to mirror pass rushers was less than than some of the other guys. I agree. He could get leaned one way and he can't recover, like to your point of the second phase, right? I felt like there was a lot of that. Or get into like a wrestling match with a guy and get off balance and he doesn't win it all the time. So that's where he becomes in tier three and is not quite, you know, I don't see him quite the way I see those top three guys. Yeah, after watching the pressures he gave up this year, I wrote a large majority were against inside moves where he fails to keep his lower half working as he throws his hands. Exactly. Throws yeah. his hands, stops right. his feet, and they counter yeah, inside. Yeah, sure, sure. It's, it's just lateral agility is kind of mediocre. Yes, so it is. I, I do think he could be a starting tackle no, at the no NFL doubt. level. Oh, There's no just doubt. limitations that you're, you're going to have to work with early on. And I would imagine you have some of those for number five, who is? Oh, number five is Blake Freeland, which was really a really a pleasant surprise for me. It really was. And, you know, when I look at Blake Freeland, again, it's not the body I always love here. He's this is tall and skinny. Yeah, he's a skyscraper. Yeah, this, this guy. is a guy yeah. that I, you know. These are the guys I usually look at and go, ah, can he really handle Joey Bosa coming off the edge, speed to power? I don't know about that, right? You know, and and the length is it's at that borderline area here. You know, as far as this, but I came away going, damn, you know, this guy's got some Taylor Decker to him, right? That like kind that. of player. 
and and really like tall as hell, bigger in the upper body with some thick arms. I don't love his legs, as anybody knows me, right? But the athleticism's undeniable. I mean, you could see that right away, whether that's straight away, quick feet, whatever. There's twitch to the overall uh, athlete. The run game is jumps off right away, too. I mean, his ability in the run game is, I think, pretty damn special, right? And I'm talking about more some of the advanced stuff maybe than uh, like Darnell Wright is not going to be as good at getting the second level or pulling on the edge as this guy, right? That, that's where he was really good. Now, balance, okay, you know, with the tall guy. You know, again, that's just why he's number five. He's got a little of that, like, Anton Harrison. If he gets knocked off the edge or whatever, he can lose balance that way, you know. But, uh, like, I was kind of impressed with the anchor as I went on and on. I just went, man, like, I was expecting anchor to be bad. So far, pretty good. You know, he's got a good punch. He closes the gap really well because he's such a great athlete that when he knows he's got to go out and kick out to the end – he doesn't let the end get five yards or six yards of running room to go, I'm going to get the full speed so I can smash you. He closes that gap and stops it. So he, he, while they're in the process of building momentum, they get smushed that way. I really love that you know, aspect about him very much. And then like I talked about, you know, the run game, the initial blow and all of that, I thought was really good. The ability to mirror you know, always has a good, be, uh, good base and does know how to bucket step. And I don't know if this guy, I don't think he's probably a first rounder. This is somebody that I wrote down like 35 to 55 kind okay. of range uh, is how I see it. But, yeah, he was a pleasant surprise for me at tackle. Almost six feet, eight inches tall. I know. Does the 302 pounds weight concern you at all? Because that is, that's slender for I know. that height. It is. It is. It's, it's, this is where I needed to see the other things to make myself comfortable with it. And then when I saw the athleticism – I did see the punch and good handwork, the ability to mirror, and then the anchor to go along with it. I went, you know what? I'm 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 comfortable with it. I am, you know. And you know, we we've seen some guys like this work. You know, uh, I think of like um, Brian O'Neill. Yeah, that's, right. Yep. A little similar to that kind of build. Maybe not quite that tall. Uh, there's a damn right tackle in Indianapolis. Um, Smith, or is that Bra- uh, What the hell is uh, yeah, Braden? Braden yep. Smith, Colton another, Miller is Col- another guy. Right. That's right. Exactly yeah. right. So the the tall linear guys again, yeah, they're not going to do it with pure power. They have to do it a little bit more with athleticism, the right technique, the punches, and all that. And I saw enough of that to to feel good. You know, I wish his power and balance were a little bit better at the end. I wrote overall, but. He has great size, and he's a very good athlete, and he knows how to use his hands, and his anchor is better than I expected. And that was my last line of uh, Blake Freeland, but but uh, damn good football player. I liked him a lot. So your top five offensive tackles, number one was Darnell Wright in his own tier. Tier two had both Broderick Jones at number two and Paris Johnson Jr. at three. Tier three was Anton Harrison at four and Blake Freeland at five. I think the one guy people will wonder about yeah, would be Dewan Jones from Ohio State who right. played across from Paris sure. Johnson. Sure. You, very unique in terms of his size as you see some of his top five here. Uh, did not test well, obviously, at that size, but somebody that probably is bound to be a top 50 to top 60 pick. I, I don't doubt that. I don't. I just didn't quite think, you know, I think with him is um, just was a little too all, all over the place for everything. Yeah. And maybe not quite as dominant as I was expecting, you know, 
I, I thought that in the run game. I definitely like I was hoping for Makai Becton. I thought or, I was going to see Orlando Trent Brown. Bra- Trent Brown. I thought I was going to see that. Yeah, guys right. that are in that size profile. Not at six, all. Eight, three, I just was, it was yeah. a little of that. A little too much on the ground. A little too off balance and pass protection. There's potential here for this guy, and you know I like these kind of big fuckers, right? Um, I didn't love the way this big fucker's built, though. I didn't love it. It was a little too – I would like some of the weight to be in the center more around the thighs, the legs, and I don't mind a stomach, but this was just like – man, it was very thin in the upper thigh area, which scared me a little bit overall. Um, but, but, again, I wouldn't be shocked if we were sitting here – Three years from now, and we're going, damn, that fucking Dewan Jones is one of the better tackles in football. I mean, he's got some things that you certainly can like and see where you can build on it. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. So we're going to move to the interior offensive line. And I, think uh, some, wait, I just oh, want one thing. You got Did you one? get all your top five? Did you get all your top five? Oh, yeah, there? I got my top five. You, well, top you five. and I, this is the most I think we've seen eye to eye on anything. Okay. So <laughs> I good. had Paris Johnson Jr. at one, Broderick Jones at two, right. Darnell Wright at three. I think they're all bona fide top 20 picks. Yeah. Anton Harrison at four. Okay. I saw a massive step for him from last year to this year. Right. He improved, and that gives me a lot of hope for the future. And then I had Dewan Jones at five. I think that step. After Harrison is yeah. pretty big for right. me. I, okay. I saw a tear fall. And, uh, Freeland's a guy that I'm interested in. I do wonder how leverage will go for him I at know. that size. And yes. I'm like you, where when I see that height and weight combo, I always wonder how it's going to be. It's scary. Yeah, like yeah. Stone Forsythe was a guy a couple yeah, years ago. Sure. Before. He's like 6'10". Yeah, right, yeah right. so yeah. you always wonder how that's going to be. Uh, so, yeah, we saw the tackles pretty right, closely good, honestly good. and that's going to make for a fun just got to get you to see will anderson my way and yes. we'll be we'll be friends again <laughs> that's right <laughs> so interior <laughs> offensive line and you group them guards and centers yeah in this i one. did i did not go all the way and go five centers five guards yep. i just kind of went interior line here I, I think this starts off with the fun one yeah because it's the classic great talent can he play tackle at the right. next level right you have him as a, in a tier of his own yes at guard right and I think a lot of NFL teams are evaluating this the same way. Number one for you. Yeah, Peter Skoronsky yeah. from Northwestern, right? I just, I, you know, to me, and again, he can play, he can play left tackle in the NFL. Sure. He can, you know, but it's just not ideal. He could be 
like a multiple all pro at guard. Yep. That's what it looks like. I mean, he could be your Zach Martin, yep. your Joel Bentonio, your Chris Lindstrom down in Atlanta. This is what we're talking about. And then, yeah, there's not the great length that way there. You know, his his anchor is, is not bad for a guy that's not, you know, great length and a huge ass in that way. But it's just his run blocking, his drive off the ball, you know, the attitude in which he plays with, the athlete he is, yes. And I just don't think he's as, you know, it's, it's always weird to say this, you know, when you're going, wait, they're all 6'5", 3-something. He doesn't look as big as the tackles. You know, there's just something about the narrowness of the shoulders, the length of the arms and the butt to where, yeah, even though Aaron Twan Harrison's six four three fifteen, he looks like a much bigger human when you break him down on film compared to Peter Skaronsky. I don't know if you feel that way or not. I, I do, and I also think it's to your funny, point, though, but yeah, a lot of guys, that the other tackles, like they shed a lot of weight for the combine. They're I think naturally Skr- bigger guys. Exactly. exactly like Skrotsky right. came in at 313. And he's working I, to be 313. I thought he was playing at like maybe 300 this year. Right. Yeah. yeah that's... So I think the tape vision and the written in ink weight exactly. that we get Great point, are not Connor. the same. No, you're right. The guys, Darnell Wright and Broderick Jones are watching what they, they eat to be yes. that weight. And Skaronsky's going, I probably should have another shake so shake I can make sure peanut I'm butter and jelly at midnight every night. Exactly. Yes. Right. Every There's night. a difference of that yeah. guy. Um, probably the best bet get off of anybody sure. in the whole draft, right? You know, and not only like good get off, but like great job, pad level, like you talked about before, always low, always driving, right? An elite athlete in all areas. I mean, it doesn't matter. Great feet to adjust on the fly. Really can do whatever he wants in that department at a high le- level. He's a no-brainer type of player. I mean, it's high floor, high ceiling. His power is real. Aggressive hitter. Incredible leg drive on contact. He can play left tackle, but it's not ideal. Arms are not long enough. Not big enough overall, man. He is the perfect guard. Has all the tools to be the perfect guard. Um Second level, like I talked, ideal, you know, all of that. And this technique, even as a tackle, was very good. I mean, it really was. He's in good positions almost all the time. He's a can't-miss prospect, and as I said, he's Zach Martinish, Joel Bentonio, whatever, but definitely a top-20 pick. I'm with you. I wrote master of his craft uh, when it comes to technique. It, he's perfectly in sync with his base in his hands. Always. Always. Yes. And like you said, with leverage. And, and I wrote he can hold up at tackle. He possesses an enticing all-pro ceiling at guard. Exactly. And I'd just that's rather right. have an all-pro at a position than a guy that's okay right. at tackle. So I ranked him as a guard as well, just like you, and thought he was the best. And, and you know what? A lot of these guys, like some guys, it comes off as an insult when you're like, oh, he has to play guard. He was a top center recruit, got to Northwestern as an interior offensive lineman. Right. Rashawn Slater opts out in the COVID year that nobody on this planet saw coming. Right. And they go... We don't have a left tackle. Can you play left hey, tackle? you're awesome. Can you do yeah. this? And right. he did for three years right. at a great level. Right. And it's okay that he's going to go back to the interior offensive line where he played in high school. That, that's exactly right. And he should be happy about that because he's going to make more money at guard position. And, yeah, I, you know, yeah, I would, I would be shocked if he's not drafted as a guard and somebody puts him in a guard as long as there's not an injury or some issue there. I would totally expect to see him. And, yeah, you know, again – it, it's it's just it's a different human at left tackle. Left tackles are like Neanderthals out of a cave. 
like in a world of big men, left tackles are the biggest. And that's where he's a little different. But, man, athletic and powerful and, you know, and a little bit of a smaller package for an offensive lineman. Man, this fucking guy's awesome. Here's one for you. Yeah. How early can you take a great guard prospect? Gosh. Well, like, I, I, I'm not opposed in the four, five, six range. He's I that. I thought he was that good. You think he's up there? Well, listen, and I don't think he'll go there. Right. But I mean, Chris, looking at my board, I had him as, I, had him I as wrote, the fifth best player in the draft. Well, I wrote, I wrote down five to fifteen. Sure. Right? Okay. So that that's what I wrote down. I wrote top 15, 5 to 15, somewhere in there. You know, I will say I'm not sure I – he's not as good as Quentin Nelson was, mm-hmm. right, coming out. I agree. Um, but it's not too far off. And Quentin was, what, the number six pick of the draft? You know, somewhere in there. I think he's as good as Elijah Vera Tucker okay, was. Okay, sure. Coming out, Navy T went in the top Sh- 15. Sure, yeah, exactly right. So. I have no – I would be I would be shocked if he's still on the board past 15. Yeah, you know? me too. So, so, yeah, I definitely see it that way too, uh, Connor. So, number two for you, yeah. another converted tackle yeah. to guard. And, right. And I loved this guy. Um, I, I loved watching this guy play, not just at the Senior Bowl, but what he's been able to do in college for you. Number two is Matthew Bergeron from Syracuse, right? From Canada, too. Canada, too. Yes. Exactly right. And, like, yeah, I, you know, this goes back to how you started off the show a little, right? I mean, this is another guy I think can play left tackle. He could. There's some work and some things that got to be fixed. At guard, I, you go, well, does, we can play him tomorrow. Sure. He's going to start for you in the NFL. Let's go. Tackle, all the tools are there for this guy. He can do everything. But, I mean, he just is playing one-on-one basketball out there at tackle. I mean, there is no technique. It's, it, to me, looks like it would be a lot of work. And his, there's there some, some lots of reps that are going to have to be done, you know, for him to get some of these things down in, in the tackle department. I mean, he's just doing whatever. I mean, he's getting side, in the way as much he's as he can. side running and crossing <laughs> his feet over as a left tackle as, against pass rushers. So, yeah, there's some plays there that are underwhelming in that department. But it's not a strength or an athletic issue or certainly not a tough issue. You know, sure. I'll put him up there with Skaronsky as far as the I want to knock your fucking head off in the run game and block you that way. That's where I love the guy. You know, I got a little bit of like a – Tyler Smith feel okay. from this kind of guy where, you know, it's Tyler Smith last year. It was, oh, I think it's just a little too raw a tackle. We got to play him at guard and he'll kill people, right? That's the same way I felt with this guy, you know, really good looking, proportionate athlete, right? You know, got good thickness in his legs, the, gets off the ball really well. Dude has great feet. I mean, he's a great athlete overall, like we're talking about, you know, runs well in a straight line. Pulling guard, I mean, you know, where he's pulling tackle. That, I think that's when I wrote down, oh, he really looks like he'd be better at guard in the NFL. You know, doesn't have the length, the foot, the, the proper footwork and the anchor to be a left tackle in the NFL. But then we get into the hips conversation again as another guy who can just roll his hips through and get in a position to drive defensive ends and defensive tackles and dominate them in the run game. That's what I really like, right? All his negatives are all technique technique issues. There's nothing that physically I thought he can't do. And whenever I saw a negative play, I just went, well, he just did a karaoke there and was trying to block a guy from Notre Dame, so that's not going to work. Some waist bending. Yeah, yeah, right. Just like – but, like, 
his uh, overall, like, oh, he can do this or he can't do that, is like, I, there's not much I can look at to say he can't do, just other than he needs to fix some major technique issues if you're ever going to keep him a tackle. So 39 starts at tackle. We played on both sides for Syracuse, and his run-blocking film, I would say, is up there with, with the best in this class. R- right? Right. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's, it's like guy lines up over in front of him. He can knock his ass back and drive him five yards down the field. All the things we talk about in space, you know, whether it's second level, pulling guard, again, screens, all of that. I mean, he's going to thrive in that stuff. You know, I would think, you know, teams that value the more athletic lineman, the athletic guard, right? Uh, maybe a Kyle Shanahan type of guy that they, they would like this kind of guy, you know, as compared to a guy we're going to talk to talk about here in a minute, who's just a big, thick, you know, hulking space eating kind of guard. Right. Um, but yeah, just, um, I really liked it. And like you said, I thought the run blocking was off the charts. Good. Phenomenal. Really almost every bit as good as Skaronsky in that department. And you talked about how good he is on the move as a run blocker. He had a seven, three, eight, three cone at his pro day. Mm. I mean, that's, that's an elite number at his size. Definitely. So it it all translates to the athletic testing. Another guy like Paris Johnson, when I ask offensive line coaches, you know, who do you, who would you want to coach? This guy's name comes up all the time. I could see that. Uh, Just, they love his demeanor. Sure. Captain. Sure. uh, Not your, it's not a knock on Syracuse, but it just felt like kind of an SEC lineman yeah. playing for Syracuse. Yeah, I hear what you mean. I so. know. I know what it was. It was down and dirty and yeah. nasty and physical and, and everything. And, yeah, I have a hard time thinking that he is not an instant starter at guard for whoever drafts him in the NFL. Now, you know, I wrote second rounder. I think right? so. I mean, I, I think that's somewhere where he is. He's probably somewhere in their 33 to 50 range, somewhere there. You know, but I don't know if we saw a run of linemen go in the first round. Would he go happen. earlier than that? Maybe. Yeah, I have him as the 47th overall player in this draft. Okay. And with the need for linemen, you usually curve that up a little bit. Yeah, right. I think Bergeron could go in the top 45 picks pretty easily. So we are now in Tier 2. Bergeron kicked off Tier 2. You have two more players in the interior offensive line in Tier 2. Number three is our first actual college guard. Right, right. Osiris Torrance from Florida, right? Um and this is a, this is big and power, and the teams that want that kind of guy that, hey, we just, have, I mean, he drives off the ball and he can move, you know, Chris Jones, and then, you know, and it's not the the prettiest footwork in the world, uh, but damn, he's big and he's strong, and then and when it comes to pass protection, always keeps a good base and really is immovable when that in in that way. You know, like I think like Sean Payton likes these type of guards. I thought he was Larry Warford. Well, that's that's a great way. Yeah, he's like, got that's that exactly type what of, I saw. Right, yeah. he's got that type of body and way about him. So those teams that are you know the opposite of like what we just talked about with Skaronsky and Bergeron, who are going, wait, I'm not worried about my guard pulling all the time or you know his ability to get out there and screens and all that. I want more of a guy that you know when I just want to run behind the right guard, he can just move people that. Or if there's a you know a stand up if Aaron. Don- Donald's there, you know, he's athletic enough, not like super athletic, but athletic enough to block him. But more importantly, he can block, you know, 
Jeffrey Simmons or Christian Wilkins of the world if they're lined up right in front of him, and he can handle a man-to-man with just his pure size and power that way. That's where you like Osiris Torrance. So those are the things that jumped out to me, you know, right off the bat. And I thought for a guard, his pass protection was really pretty fucking phenomenal. Didn't allow a sack in college. Oh, I was going to say, I mean, I wrote no one ever. See, I don't look at this stuff. Yep. But I just wrote no one ever beats him, really. I mean, he's always in a good uh, position, you know. And then and if someone does get by him, it's never get pushed back or he whiffed or got dominated. It's like he leaned or just stopped his feet for a half a second, and then the guy kind of got by. But, yeah, I mean, from that standpoint, I was, you know, in love with it. And, of course, and then he was a good enough athlete still for reach blocks and get to the second level and do all that. So this is your big, you know, power, stout-looking guard uh, that's a little different than the other two guys we talked about. I thought it was awesome when you watch him – uh, make that transition to the SEC, he's just unfazed by contact. Like, he never, you know, some guys lose their balance or they have to reset. It just doesn't he, move. He literally is, like, yes. wide base and just and always in this perfect square position. He's like an offensive lineman that would be cast in, like, a movie, almost, like, Definitely. ironically for right. football. That's right. what he looked like. D- Definitely. Probably our first, like, real phone booth bully we've talked about. I think you're probably right like about if, that. If you're in a phone booth with him, also the funniest, we've had this running thing about hand size, 11 and a quarter. Oh, right. I mean, he'll have some of the biggest hands in the NFL from right. day one. If they're on you, it's the rep's pretty much over. Yeah, yeah. He's got, you're exactly right. You know, he's uh, like, remember Kenyon Green from last year, oh, yeah. right? It's same body to me. Maybe not quite as good overall athlete and why he won't go like in the top 20 or 25, but I, I'm with you and saw it just like you did. And I mean, even at the end, I wrote, I mean, Jalen Carter is the, like, the only guy that even remotely pushed him back. Like, remotely. It wasn't like he, like, oh, boy, he sacked him and dominated. It was like, whoa, he went back a step or two here. It was like, oh, I haven't seen that yet. Whoa, okay, whoa, he, whoa, he does go backwards. I mean, but that's, I'm big into that, too. You know, I'm big into what do your negatives look like, and I should have explained that, you know. I, O-line, your negatives should be, like, stalemate. For the most part, right? But then, okay, you're going to have one bad play every now sure. and then. I get it. But I don't really want it to go past that department as far as stalemate. Um, but, yeah, I like the guy. And those big, those big O-line teams, they're going to like him too. Yeah, it'll just be interesting to see where he goes. Who yeah, wants to be more think? of a gap team? I mean, he, that's an interesting one. When you look at teams trying to run more power – and who was picking high enough to get him. Yeah. I think he's somebody that could fall to the second round. I think so, right? probably. Yeah. I, I kind of uh, – same range as the guy we just talked about, really. I thought it would be early second, 33 to 50, somewhere in that range. It's a matter of who wants to get that downhill running game going. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't even rule out somebody like the Raiders at 38. Sure. The Ra- he would be their kind of guy. Right. I wouldn't be shocked there. A, a bigger Does Denver player. have anything at the top That's of the That's the second? team that came to the top of my mind. Well, they just, yeah, they, he's going to look for big fucking dudes. That's just what he does. But God, I, Seattle might not has have Denver's a, second round pick, too. Yeah, right. Well, Seattle could be a team maybe that can even think they, about that, they too. They do need interior help. They do. They right. do. So, so they might be thinking of that, uh, which would make sense. They got their tackle position so sewed up, they can get some interior guys. Osiris Torrance didn't allow a sack this year, wasn't called for a penalty. Pretty good resume for him. Wrapping up tier number two for the interior offensive lineman, we have our first center, Uh-oh. Sims. We got a Schmitzer over here. <laughs> you want a Schmitzer? Okay. Well, we got John Michael Schmitz, okay? Our center. And, man, I love John Michael oh, Schmitz. What's not to love with this guy? I mean, what? I really did. First off, I mean, he's everything we talked about is uh, for the center position, right? Stout, powerful, twitchy, 
right? Has a Creed Humphrey type of look I wrote down. You know, maybe not quite as thick, but it's close. Thick arms, thick upper thighs. You know, I'm into that thick upper thigh. Yeah, you need that. I mean, like we were talking about, Fletcher Cox is on your ass in a hurry when you're playing that position. So those thighs better be able to handle that type of power, right? But get off the ball, phenomenal movement, phenomenal. I mean, I'm paraphrasing it here, but there's no limitations. He's not Tyler Linderbaum, you know, I'm as an athlete overall. But like some of the other guys that you just talked about, or, or the, what was the guy the, the Eagles took last year? Cam Jurgen, yeah. Creed Humphrey, like I said, that kind of guy, you know, can make some really tough reach blocks. I mean, they asked, again, Minnesota and most Big Ten teams, they asked their old linemen to do some NFL stuff. So you can really see and, and let it, you know, translate in your brain a little there. But reach blocks, you know, the power, the, the pad level, he can dig people out in the run game. You know, his guy never makes the tackle. Um, again, the negatives. Like, the worst thing he does is, again, it's like, a, oh, he was a stalemate. He didn't dominate the guy there. Okay. You know, so, you know, really nothing but positives to say. I think it's a guy, again, that's somewhere in that same range. We talk about the last guys, 33 to 50, somewhere in there. I think so, too. And we kicked off this conversation when we talked about what to look for in centers. He fit the identity of a center in every single way to me. Right. He gets under the opponent's skin. Yep. He's got snarl. Yeah, he's got he bark. He's, he he's almost obnoxious, and uh-huh. you just love it. And uh-huh. he, he carried that over to the senior bowl in one-on-ones, attitude, demeanor. Uh, you could see him calling out protections pre-snap yeah. on tape all yeah. the time. Yeah. He's a three-year starter. I thought he got better every single year. I, I agree with you that you love the burly build that he carries. It looked like he shed some weight to test. I think he's a bigger center right. uh, when he's actually playing. And just a, a max effort guy. Like there, every rep is the same amount of effort. To the whistle. To the whistle like every balls time. Balls to the wall, pedal yep. to the metal. Yep, we'll throw an extra elbow oh, or shove in there. And he knows right. how to get away with it. Definitely. I thought day one starter at center at a pretty, at least middle of the pack NFL level with a lot of room to grow. I, I He's a good player. I don't disagree. To me, he was a little bit of a class of his own at the center position. I had him as I the like, number one center by a wide okay, margin. Okay, good. I, like, I like the kid from Ohio State. Me too. Um, he's Whippler. Whippler, who went to St. Joe's up here in Jersey, so I knew about him a little bit. He would have been my second. You know, the uh, the other guy, um, Tipman, Tipman, right? Yeah, I, I like some of the stuff about him. I see, like, I was looking this morning and saw some mock drafts where people had him, like, in the mid-second and stuff like that. And I, that was just a little too high for me. Uh, I thought those two – I think this guy's in the class of his own. Whipple is in a, his own tier. And then Tipman with three. Tipman was just a little too straight-liner, off-balance, stiff. gigantic. Right. There's just not a lot of centers. There's not a lot of centers in the NFL six and like I that. thought even low cut. Mm-hmm. Okay, another thing in the center – I do like a high-cut center, okay, right? Because I don't want, as a quarterback, to sit on my heels to get the snap. So if they got a little bit of, of a high cut, you know, they're in a better position uh, for the quarterback snapping at least, and that's just me, selfish quarterback talk there. Yeah, but that, I mean, it matters what it your quarterback matter. thinks of the position. Definitely. So Definitely. I had Schmitz at 26th overall, and then I didn't have a center. I had Whipler at 61. Okay, so you have a huge gap there. A big yeah, gap there, right. Tittman at 63. Uh, and then, it, you know, it depends what you think of some guys, if they're going to play center or guard like Avila from TCU. But Yeah, you know. yeah, sure. So, okay, so let's round out uh, your interior offensive lineman. Now we move to a new tier. So this is tier three. Yep. And tier three is our classic longtime college tackle. Really interesting background. This guy was actually a quarterback tight end in high school. 
and took some time to put on some weight at the college level before being a three-year starter at tackle. And now you think he will move to guard, and that is North Dakota State's Cody Mock. That's right. Cody Mock, <clears throat> yeah, tall, linear, not real broad shoulders. No front not, teeth. No, <laughs> no real thickness in the leg that way or whatever. You know, it's not that kind of look as far as, like, you know, the big hulking left tackle or whatever else. That's interesting, the history there. I did not know all that. It's like the Lane Johnson history there, uh, quarterback tight end type of stuff. But, you know, athletic look here again. This is what we're thinking. Of. This is teams that like him. And, man, you know, I, I, I just, like, after a few plays, was kind of blown away by the guy. I rode away away. I was like, oh, this guy's not a tackle in the NFL. He's, he's a guard. He's just not big enough or long enough or big enough human being overall. But, you know, super athlete like we've talked about. I, the drive, the get off the ball, you know, the pad level, I was all very impressed with that. You know, again, the in-space stuff, very good there. You know, what the dual blocks, you know, it's double-team a guy. I got to get to the second level. You know, plays hard, has a twitchy, I mean, a, a toughness about him and a chippiness that I really like. His feet are really good in pass pro. His ability to mirror is top-notch, right? I just don't think he can anchor in the NFL. He's not ready for that, but I think he's a high-level run-blocking guard in the NFL. And I think he's also a high-level, awesome pass-protecting guard. I wrote Joe Tooney. That's who Ooh. he reminded me of a little bit. It's a lot bit. of praise. I know. That's high praise. Exactly right. Um, so we'll see where it goes. Now, yeah, it's, it's North Dakota State, and you don't get to see him necessarily – you know, what was their one division? What was the game I watched? Arizona? They played Arizona, Arizona I think the first right? week of the season. Right. So I, that was like. And like even then, you're like, okay. Well, it's Arizona, right? <laughs> yeah. You're like, is there a worse he, team? He in wrecked division a couple guys on Arizona. He, he was yeah. certainly like, yeah, he was really damn good. He's not outclassed by any Division One. Yeah, obviously. I think this guy could be a starting guard in the NFL. And I think, you know, I don't know where you are or on him or whatever. Um, you know, maybe North Dakota State, they know how to. Co- uh, compared to a lot of these one double a guys north dakota state i trust their own linemen you know i do they they know how to teach the run game there they're usually taught like pros you see a lot of them playing in the nfl everywhere uh so i guess maybe that's influenced influenced me a little bit but you know i i i i got him like mid to late second that's kind of how i, I think that's where down. he's gonna go you think so i think if you're a zone team you fall in love with the right guy. that's right he's that kind of guy the agility is pretty rare right the three cone was phenomenal you see it on tape all the time when he gets out in space it's it's a war every yeah. time and he's usually the first one to his spot cole strange-ish from last yeah. year right it's that kind of guy I, I thought he was much better than uh the guy they had a couple years ago in dylan radens yeah right who played tackle for them sure. he's on tennessee now right i think with mock my biggest question was the same as you that we just don't know yet yeah. how will the step up in power be handled yeah what you know like you right. said when you have jeffrey simmons or chris jones in yeah. your face how do you handle that right but his ability in the run game is exciting it i is. thought he generated power from his hips yeah the calling, all the things we talked about the calling cards the agility yeah just there's not a lot of offensive linemen that move the way he does no. and don't compensate with you know an awful anchor or anything like that right I mean, he's he's a rock solid player yeah guard um, all the way right guard all the way yeah. i mean there's just no track record of a guy like that translating to tackle. His yeah. arms are 32 and 3 eighths, five fifth percentile. He's 302 pounds at the combine. He probably, probably played 290. Yeah. yeah, exactly right. Yep. It's just yeah. he's, he's built more like a guard. He plays like a guard, and yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters 
both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. So, interior offensive lineman, you had it, Skaronsky in his own tier. Right. I mean, no doubt about that. Talk about a stud. Tier two, three guys, Matthew Bergeron, who will most likely be moving to guard at the next level, Osiris Torrance, who has played a lot of guard Definitely at guard. the college level, John Michael Schmitz, the longtime starting center for Minnesota, and then tier three to round out the top five was Cody Mock from North Dakota State. Was there anybody in the interior offensive lineman that you were a little bummed you couldn't get in here, or did you see this as pretty clear-cut top five? You know, I mean, listen, I like um, – I, I think the guy that maybe was the closest to me would have been the the Tyler Steen kid. Sure. Right? I you think know. he's a guard at the I, next level. Exactly right. I ranked him as one. Yeah, that, that's what I meant. Yep. And sorry if I, I didn't hear you all the way through there. But he would no, be no, the one good. I looked at – to go, oh, yeah, I don't like him at tackle, yep. but he was in my short list of guys in the running of the top five at guard for sure. So there, you know, you hit on Dewan Jones as being the, the guy that I was certainly a little bit like, uh, not sure what to do with him there. I do like him and there's some potential. You know, I think that was probably the ones that jumped out to me. You know, after that, I thought there was a little bit of a, a drop off to where we got into yeah, you know, mid mid round guys out of the and we're out of the top 65, 70 picks of the draft conversation and we're into a whole nother tier of guys, you know, overall. Overall, did you like this class of material offensive linemen? Did you see a good, you know, amount of depth of starters or at least upside? I mean, obviously Skaronsky's the blue chipper. I thought I saw right that that's where I think I was a little disappointed. I thought I was going to see some more high level guys maybe. Um but a lot of guys where I went, mm, man, there's a lot of traits here to like this guy, you know, he could be a starter in a few years. You know, it might take two or three years. You got to work on this, whatever. But that's where I was impressed. You know, it, it's funny. I kind of feel that way as I'm going through the draft more and more. I feel like every position, like there's just not as much high end talent, I guess, as I thought maybe there would be. And. Just not as many slam dunk prospects as I've seen in years past or, or has felt comfortable about. There's a lot of projection or I like this one area a lot, but damn, I don't like this area. And that bothers me. I, I kind of had that feel, Connor. I, I was with you. I thought technique was kind of lacking for the most part. Where Everywhere. Like when you're talking about the level hard. of technique, it's hard to start a guy like that. And that's the concern. It's hard to evaluate. It's, it's very hard, hard to, to evaluate. And yes. And then see, that's where for our job it becomes hard because to like what you said – and I, I was going to piggyback off it yeah. with your, tom, your comments about, uh, I think it was Bergeron. Bergeron and, and Paris Johnson. And Paris Johnson. Yeah. This is where knowing the human is going to have to come and do, you know, 
come in in, in a big way to go, wait, wait, is this guy like the game? Is he going to work at it? Yeah, he's got an issue with his first step every time he pulls that guard. But, you know, is he a guy that we think can fix that? And then you feel comfortable about it. But, yeah, this is the problem with college football right now. I mean, it's just it's a numbered few teams where you go, wait, they actually coach the O line to do NFL O line real things. pass sets, real pass sets, real run sets, real wait, let's make a call at the line of scrimmage instead of we just all going to zone block to the right and no, no, we're going to actually switch things up here and now, hey, we're going to double this guy and you're going to go up to the second level where before I was going to double him and you know you were going to go up to the second level now it's changed. Uh, it's that's where the game is definitely lacking in college football right now. I think so too. And yeah. it, it's a tough part for these teams to evaluate these guys. And it makes a transition period where you don't have that grace. I mean, you're on a field against Von Miller, you know, Aaron Donald, exactly Chris right. Jones, Quinton Williams, Dexter Lawrence. Exactly. And, and that's the tough part for these teams. So we surprisingly saw eye to eye for a lot of this class outside of a few spots. I ranked tackles. Oh, guard. your Steve Avila would have been another guy that I was sort of mentioned in my love the floor. Yeah. Don't see like pro, huge ceiling, pro ceiling. Right. right. Just think. Uh, team captain, great leader, Iron Man for Lesser a team that went version to the Natty. of Osiris Torrance. Exactly. Another burly kind of guard. I exactly. think he's a guard, not a center. He started at both. This year he played guard. But, yeah, I mean, I thought Skaronsky was in his own tier. Really liked Torrance. Really liked Bergeron. I actually liked the guard class. I mean, Mock was right on the outside looking in for yeah, me. Yeah. Anthony Bradford from LSU was yeah. a guy. Throwback mm-hmm. power. Right. He's got a ways to go in pass pro, but no doubt. throwback but mauler. But he's going to be able to kill some people in yes. the run game. If right. you're, it goes back to our Torrance conversation. Like, what kind of team are you? Yes, right. And if you just want somebody to get out of the gate and go north to south, yeah. that's what he fits. I, I was impressed with Steen. I was a little late on him when I saw him. I was on the field during the Senior Bowl and saw him, and I was like, "Oh, this guy will project well to the inside at the yeah. next level." Great I think bo- he's got great it. Guard body, yep. right? I mean, it's a borderline, like pretty solid tackle body, actually. Sure, yeah. Right? But uh, it's just a matter of you think his weaknesses can be maybe uh, limited when you kick him inside. Definitely, so, yes. A solid class, and right. and the centers as well. JMS just in a tier of his own. Oh, I uh, would agree with that. I that was one where I got done watching him. I went. Wait, does anybody got this guy going in the late first round, right? And again, I don't, I haven't seen the whole draft yet here, so I still got another position or two here uh, to go along to go with to get a, maybe a better feel. But I had those type of thoughts with Schmitz at first. I was going, man, maybe this is end of the first round type of pick. I'll tell you the one I love. Yeah. If a wide receiver or corner doesn't fall their way, the Giants at twenty-five, mm, no doubt, they don't have a center. No, they don't. So I, I look at them and go, I have no problem taking John Michael Schmitz at twenty-five. Yeah. yeah. Maybe you move back a couple of spots. If somebody wants B. John Robinson there, if he's still there, or a player like that, Jameer Gibbs. You're in the NFC East, and you got Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen in the Eagles' D-line. You better have some good interior uh, O-linemen, that's for sure. Absolutely. So, with that, that wraps up. We did it, man. We did. The big uglies. The big uglies are done. Some people... Uh, it you know they, it's not the most exciting content to some no. people. It's and actually the hardest study. That's why by far it's the hardest. It study. takes the longest. Exactly. I told my wife that over the last you know ten days, she's just like she's seen me walk out of my oh, yeah. little office room where I watch my film. And like what's around? I'm just like oh, it's old lineman. I mean it's just the same it's, way. It's 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 work. You gotta you gotta really watch. You know, it's a lot to watch. And and, then as you're talking about with college football, there's so many plays. You can watch a game of a guard and go, is there ever going to be a real play here? Are they all just going to step to the left? 
step to the left, step to, and you're like, well, this is 30 plays in the game, and I really haven't seen anything useful for my evaluation. Let me go to another game. Or, okay, let me just go to the run plays in this game, at least so I can see him do that. I mean, that's where O-line can become very annoying. It is a grind to find the real plays that matter. Yeah, exactly. The te- Nobody does the agilities at the combine anymore. No, so I you're, know. you're Googling pro day exactly. information. Well, they're scared. They're scared yes. to do the agility because it's all going to get used against them. I feel like the majority of the O linemen. Absolutely. So it's it's like it's almost like the Orlando Brown effect. Remember that he ran the forty the and fell out of thing. the first round. It yeah. was the worst advice a uh, agent ever gave a guy. <laughs> he, he was a franchise left tackle and go to the first round. Ran a what five four forty or whatever it was uh, five, five six eight. Chris, five, six, that eight. is in the first percentile and. Everyone went, well, oh, gosh, he can't play tackle. And here he is, $64 million later, shoving it up everybody's yeah. ass. I think he has the worst short shuttle in O-line history. <laughs> it's zero percentile. Oh my but it worked out for Orlando Brown, so it good did. for you. What were they thinking telling him to work out? <laughs> what were they thinking? Turn, he is like the ultimate. Just turn on the film. Nobody yeah. ever got around him. Let's yeah, just if you don't like that. me, that's fine, but somebody will. <laughs> yeah, right. And right. that combine really did it. That's so, right. yeah, this is a solid group. I mean, there's going to be a run in this draft Across the board, the tackles will go early. Right. They always do. Yep. Everybody will stare each other down for the guards besides Skaronsky because he's just got to go. Yes, right. The real thing is going to be when those centers yep. get their names called. How yeah. long will that take? Because there's that group of three that I think will be top 60 picks. Yeah, I would. I, I, I probably, you're probably right. You're right. I don't think Tip, Tipman is a top 60 pick, but Wouldn't people get scared. And they'll probably end up going somewhere, you know, in that range. But, uh, hey, Connor, as always, you're the man. Awesome. Way to lock it down. Absolutely. Way to not embarrass me with all your knowledge on this subject, okay? You're deep into it. We had a great conversation. Uh, You know where to find me, all right? I don't think I'm going to get as much hate from this podcast as I did from my last one. It's a little more chalk. My SGL. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, uh, Right, right. I'm not afraid to go chalk. No. I just do what the film tells me. You know, I had a few people text me the last few days, like, are you always trying to be a provocateur? And I was like, fuck you. I'm just watch what the film says. Fuck off. Don't text me again. Okay. <laughs> That's what I said. Nice try. Uh, lose my yeah, number. Yeah, Shout right. out Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, exactly. Right yes. here, yeah. Lose my number. Yeah. All right, everybody. Subscribe, rate, review. Monday, Ahmed's back in the fold. He's going to be ranking big butts. You know why? Because we're going to be looking at big butts on Monday. It's the defensive tackle rankings. You know where to find us. Be good. Everybody enjoy the rest of your week. Be safe on the weekend. Connor, you the man. Clap it up. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.